What's going on? What's going on? What's going on, everybody? What up, though? It's your boy Wakamar in the building. As always, of course, Detroit Mail to the left. You are here at another episode of IOW Sports. I think we're on episode what, 124. Sound about right. Yeah, sound about right. 124. We keep knocking these episodes <laughs> down. But look, uh, we will be going here for the next 45 uh, minutes because we have a very, very special episode. Uh, for those who have been longtime followers, uh, we did this last year where we had representatives uh, uh, for people who are doing podcasts or any type of sports um, um, product that is a representative of those teams. Right. And uh, we have two special guests with us here today. Um, we have Lance Twidwell, uh, part of the Spoken. He will be our Kansas City Chiefs representative. How you doing today, brother? Man, it's a great day, especially now that I get to hang out with you guys. My, my guy, Walter Mar and Detroit Mel, get to finally come out here with you guys on the show. It looks like you guys know what you're doing here, so I'm really excited to talk some football with you guys, man. Appreciate oh, for sure. it. Oh, appreciate for sure. it. Appreciate it. Uh, uh, Lance, take a quick second and uh, plug to our audience all the product that you got going on, buddy. Absolutely. So since 2010, we've had what we call The Spoken. Uh, what it is is basically just a platform for all walks of life, for all sports fans out there from across the world, literally and figuratively, man. We got people from all over the world that have joined together, and it's basically just a platform for those that usually get to listen but not really get to have a voice. That's right. what it's, I may have started it you know, 10, 12 years ago, but it's now everybody else's to, to do what they want with it, man. It's been going great. We have a weekly podcast, and it's a live stream as well, like you guys do here. Uh, called the Spoken Podcast, and we basically talk a lot of Chiefs, obviously, during the football season, but, man, we love to tackle some NBA. We love to talk baseball and basically everything the MLB does wrong, and we talk <laughs> about whatever people are vibing with that week, whatever's the hottest topics, trends. Right, right. You guys are honest and authentic viewpoints on all of it, man. No matter what it is, though, it's authentic and it's real, and we give you guys exactly how we feel, man. So it's it's been going great, and we love doing what we do. Uh, no, doubt, like no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. I definitely uh, have been a, a subscriber to the Spoken, and I think you guys have a great product. And, of course, you know, I'm not biased just because, you know, from Kansas City, Kansas City Connects, I'm not biased. So that's why, you know, I'm not rocking no Chiefs gear tonight. Uh, so I'm not. I'm going to take my bias out, and, you know, I'm going to be very objective. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't look at me like that. <laughs> and then, of course, and then, of course, uh, our Los Angeles Rams representative, we have here today, Mr. Mark Burns. How you doing today, sir? Great. How are you guys doing? Doing great, man. Doing great. Uh, Mr. Burns, go ahead and plug away all of your product to the audience, sir. Well, I really just had one product. Um, last February, I was really disenchanted with what was available to me as far as podcasts, focusing on the Rams. And I knew nothing about podcasting. I had done some sports writing in the past, springing high school events, that type of thing. And I started to plug away and figure out how to create a podcast. And uh, I was I went online with my first podcast. I think it was in February. I uh, settled on the name Rams Up. And so uh, once a week during an off season, uh, twice a week during the season, we publish a podcast that's dedicated to the LA Rams. Now, occasionally we'll talk Lakers, Dodgers, UCLA, USC, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. But, um, I'm a Rams fan first. Uh, I, I guess I'd call myself a journalist second, but uh, it's a podcast that tries to be real, but it's from an LA Rams fan's perspective. Cool, okay, cool, okay. Cool, no doubt. Uh, uh, side note: I am a Lakers fan, and uh, uh, maybe we'll we'll uh, uh, collaborate again in the future because I'm not too happy with my Lakers right now. They, <laughs> yeah, they, they I, I actually have a. 
I, ha I don't have any sidekicks or guests on my show, but I do have uh, a son who is very knowledgeable about basketball and the Lakers, and he provides me all the inside info on the Lakers. I should I should have you and him talk sometime. Uh, no doubt, no <laughs> doubt. I look I look forward to doing that in the future. Um, y'all know all uh, the information where to find us at at IOW Sports. We're not going to get into that because we are on uh, borrowed time. So let's get down to business. Um, since we have uh, Mr. Mark Burns here, let's uh, kind of give uh, uh, your synopsis on on the L.A. Rams season, the ups, the downs, how they started the season, how they finished the season, and what brought them to this point of the NFC championship game. Is that for me? Yes, sir. Yeah, okay, sorry. I thought you adjusted to him. Uh, well, you know, when before the season started, my – I said on one of my podcasts that I thought the floor was going to be 11 wins and they ended up 12 and five. Uh, so I thought they were right on target. You know, they started out seven and one and then they lost three straight to, um, I think it was Tennessee, San Francisco and Green Bay. Those are three tough opponents. I, I'd mm -hmm. hope they get one win there. Uh, and then since then they have been on a roll except for that, that meltdown against the 49ers. Uh, if it weren't for that, they would be uh, seven, seven and zero over the last, or eight and zero now. Um, so I can't say I'm disappointed, especially when you consider you know they lost Cam Akers uh, before the season, they lost Robert Woods about halfway through, um, and they went through uh, really probably more COVID issues than any other team. Can't say I'm disappointed. You know they they have um, a, a habit of doing of making catastrophic mistakes that have cost them some wins. But when they play clean, and even sometimes when they have catastrophic mistakes, they've been good enough to, to bounce back. And, and I think that's the difference between Matthew Stafford and Jared Goff. I think that's one thing that I, I, I think Jared Goff is, gets more hate than he deserves. I think he's actually pretty talented uh, in the right setting, but Matthew Stafford brings a whole new vibe to this offense. And it's so much more fun, uh, you know, when you're on your own eight yard line in the fourth quarter and you need seven points, you feel a lot more comfortable nowadays than <laughs> back in the Jerry Goff days. <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, you're in the red zone and, and you need to get a touchdown and not a field goal. So um, that's how I feel about the Rams. I, I obviously disappointed with a, a couple of really crappy performances, mm -hmm. but um Man, they, they have drafted so well, and they have, obviously, everybody knows about all the so-called superstars they've added. But in my opinion, it's really about these the supporting cast that they have, uh, third, fourth, fifth, sixth-round draft choices that really contribute and have made this team really difficult to deal with. Yeah, yeah. Um, def definitely last week, um, it definitely shows the difference between having Matthew Stafford and uh, Jared Goff, and and I'm I'm actually uh, agreeing with you wholeheartedly because um, except for the Jared Goff, y'all can have him back. No, 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 come on, <laughs> no, we're not going to disrespect Jared Goff like that. I thought he was a capable quarterback. I is his arm talent talent limited compared to Matthew Stafford? Of course, I think that's a no brainer. But you know, I I thought he was capable of, of doing uh, enough to get there, win a championship. I don't know. I didn't yeah, have a great I, performance in the Super Bowl. You know, it, it is it, it is what it is. Right. Right. So um, yeah, if you, if, I think one of uh, one of the greatest football games I've ever seen, and I'll probably talk about it here in a little bit, is the the Chief Ram game, the Monday Night Football game. 
it's still a couple too years simple. ago. It's still too <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I mean, I just love entertaining football, and that was Jared Goff and Patrick Mahomes and two really good defenses. But it, the reason I bring that up is, you know, if you want to see Jared Goff at his best, go back and look at that game. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. He he was good. Yeah, I I can't disagree with you on there because I uh, I was just thinking that too. It was like that game when you had Jared Goff and Mahomes just going back and forth, mm-hmm. back and forth, literally the whole game, and you're just like, well, pretty much who has the ball last is pretty much walking out with that game. I'm like you, Lance. I need too soon, a <laughs> little bit too soon, uh, um, because you know I was I I had high hopes that we was gonna pull out that game, but it is what it is. Um, I think. Um, once you saw the end result of that season and had that damn D forward stay on side, we might be having a different conversation about that <laughs> season anyway. Um, let me ask you this, uh, uh, Mark Burns. Um, how do you see this NFC championship uh, going down? What are the keys to victories for the LA Rams? Well, uh, number one, they have to slow down the Niner running game on the early downs. Uh that's what the Niners do well, and that's what they've done well against the Rams. If you can force Jimmy G to make plays on third and eight and third and nine or third and seven even, mm-hmm. you increase your chances. A lot of people talk about getting to the quarterback, and, and I think it's a little bit of a fallacy. It's same with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think the Bucks and the Niners have some similarities and that both their quarterbacks get rid of the ball quick. And so you're not going to necessarily rack up a bunch of sacks against those guys, but what you got to do is cover receivers, you know, in that five or 10 yard window. Um, so stop the running game on the early downs and have guys covered. You had to cover guys slow, uh, closely and not let Kittle and Debo and uh, Brandon Ayuk catch the ball seven yards, you know, two, two second pass, seven yards downfield. And you're just giving up first down after first down doing mm-hmm. that. Um, and, and sad to say, I think another key is the Rams uh, need to, they're capable of jumping out to a big lead. And unfortunately, the crowd situation at, at SoFi could be an issue. There'll be a lot of 49er fans there. So if they can take the crowd out in a home games, it's kind of sad you have to say that, but I think that'll be critical. Um, and they got to protect Stafford. The last game they played, I don't know what happened to the Rams' interior offensive line, which is usually pretty good, but they just got mauled up front, mm-hmm. and, and the pass protection was horrible. So they got to do a better job protecting Stafford. I think Austin Corbett, our, I think he's next chief, isn't he? I think he might be. He, he's our right guard, and uh, I, I'm sorry, I think he was a Colt. Uh, but he's our right guard, and, and he just got destroyed in that game. Uh, and I, I don't know why. I can't explain it. But well, so I know why. Guys, his, his name is Vita Vea. That's kind of a hard guy to <laughs> keep in yeah. front of you. <laughs> so he had a bad game. So those three guys in the middle have to do better. I, I, I'm not too worried about our, our left and right tackle, whether it's Whitworth or Joseph Nobroom. Both of them are fine. Uh, but our interior offensive line has to do well. And a lot of people, again, it's a little bit of a cliche, get the running game going. And and yeah, you want Cam Akers. Cam Akers is a little bit of a wild card because I, I think he showed last week he's really starting to roll. Uh, and against the Cardinals, he's, he had a really great game. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you, you can win this game with Cam Akers running for 60 yards. You know, you can't just keep on handing the ball off 
stubbornly trying to get the running game going, go ahead and play action on first down and get the passing game going and then go back to the running game. But, right. you know, Sean McVay is a little smarter than me. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sending him my notes, but that's just my thoughts. Yeah, I got you. Uh, Lance, as an outside uh, perspective, um, how do you see this NFC Championship game breaking down? Well, whether you guys believe it or not, and Mark, you might want to close your ears for a second. I picked <laughs> to get to the Super Bowl and have a rematch with the Chiefs. I believed that this was going to be it because the last time we saw the Niners healthy, they were in the Super Bowl. And we know that in 2020, they weren't a healthy team. And what happened? They had one of the worst records in football. And the thing about the, the Niners that's so unique is that they're one of those like throwback teams that can get deep in the playoffs with a, a, sub, a sub, very subpar quarterback. And mm-hmm. they're doing it again. They're doing you, you, it all you're over. Putting it, you're putting it nicely, subpar. You're putting yeah, it exactly. like the, My God. The, the division round in 2019, he had eight passes. Jimmy Garoppolo had eight passes, and they won. I mean, how mm-hmm. often do you see that happen outside of McCorkle Jones in New England? So <laughs> you, look at, you look at this matchup, man. I mean, I'm, a biggest, I'm the biggest Matt Stafford defender. I've been defending him since his early age because, I mean, who, who's lifting the Lions out, out of that dungeon, man. It's just not happening. And so right. he did everything he could, took him to three playoff appearances. They got smoked all three times. He had five touchdowns, but they always were the underdogs. They were going to New Orleans. They were going to, you know, one of the big dogs, the, the Packers, wherever it might mm-hmm. be. He finally has himself a formidable team. He finally has himself a genius coach in Sean McVay. I'm so happy for him. I'm so excited. But there's something about this Niners team. They just have the Rams number, man. McVay, uh, to my understanding, has never beaten Kyle Shanahan. Yeah. As long as he's been the 49ers head coach and he's been the Rams head coach. There's something about this. And Debo Samuel is the guy that I told people to watch out for. This man is not a wide receiver. He's not a running back. The he's man a is football a football player. He's a man is a weapon. Yeah, and the is. clip is loaded, man. And he's ready to go. I know he's banged up, but it just seems like every single game the man delivers. And he just he 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 fills so many holes. Joey Bosa, or, I'm sorry, Nick Bosa, Eric Armstead. Fred Warner, these guys are ballers, man, and they get the job done. So I'm sticking with my prediction. I think the 49ers are going to pull this game out in a, in a massive upset because the Niners or the, the Rams have so much riding on this, man. They could be the second consecutive team in NFL history to host a Super Bowl in their home stadium. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they're going to do it. I think they're going to come up short. I'm sorry, Mark. I love you guys out there in L.A., man. I love L.A. Every time I go out there, I have a blast. And I hope that if we run into each other, we have a blast together. But I got to stick with my prediction. <laughs> no, no, I, I understand. Yeah, I, and I don't think I'd call it a massive upset. I, I don't think uh, – I. that's another thing. People were calling the, um, you know, the Rams beating the Bucks a massive upset. And to me it was, you know, flip a coin who's going to win that game. Um, and, and I think – I understand your – and I agree with you, almost everything you're saying, uh, as far as the Niners having the Rams number, they're, they're not a good matchup for the Rams. But when, when you go back and look at that last game, I mean, the Niners, the, the thing that, and I'm trying to be an optimist here, but the, someone had told me one time that if, if one team's playing for their lives and another team is sort of kind of, maybe not so much, the team that's playing for their lives is, gonna, is probably going to find a way to win. And in that overtime game, the Rams jumped out to a 17-0 lead, even though the Niners were playing for their lives. And then a bunch of stuff went south for the Rams. You know, they lost both their starting safeties, and the crowd started to get into it. Uh, So that's where, you know, I I look at that and I'm saying, you know, I think the Rams are the better team. Uh, I think the roster is better. It's just I agree, though, it's a bad matchup for them. But I still think the Rams uh, have enough. Um, how, enough 
talent on offense and defense that they could they could easily find a way to win this game. Uh, it's hard for me to to pick against them, but I, I totally understand where you're coming from. No doubt, no doubt. Detroit Mayor, how you see this NFC Championship game? Uh, <clears throat> I too am a Matthew Stafford fan because, of course, came from the Lions. Um, so, I mean, I follow Matthew Stafford all the way from Georgia. Yeah, and, and I'm proud of your objectivity because being a Lions fan is not too much, you know, <laughs> you know brag about, about football. So. Hey, man, like I always, always got Barry. Always got Barry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You Lions fans, hold on to Barry Sanders to the death of y'all. I hold on to Barry, man. Hold on. <laughs> Matter of fact, the Lions won't do well until they until they rectify every last wrong thing that they've done to Barry. So. Hey, man, let's look optimistic. They ain't rectified with um, Calvin Johnson. <laughs> so anyway, we looking good but uh <laughs> but anyway i think the key thing to me is for the rams is to play clean you know they they have a tendency you know to get up get out start early and then things just start falling apart you look at the last game mm-hmm. you know whoever thought that um cooper cup would fumble yeah you know then the missed field goal and then you look at um Acres, um, Cam Akers fumbled twice. Yeah. So, you know, those are things you didn't think would expect to happen. You, I mean, I thought it was going to be a blowout. I thought 27-3 is over. I was about, about to go out there and make something to eat and just chill until the next game came yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> but, so I think that's one of the things the Rams have to do. You know, they get out early, just stay patient and play their game. Uh, you know, keep playing their game. Don't worry about anything else. Is that Nick down there? Is that Nick? Hold on a second. Let me click them in. No, no, no. that's not okay. No, um. So yeah. So I think that, and then nothing on the other side with the 49ers, You know, Jimmy G just can't lose this game. You know, and I think that's the key because he always find a way to throw a pick. You know, just do something to ruin the game. I think um, the Rams need to, you know, like um, I think Mark said. Stop the run. That goes for Debo too. Yeah, you know you gotta stop the run and and stop those bubble screens. The nigga run a lot of them bubble screens, a lot of those jet sweeps with Debo. Try stop that. You stop that, and you force Jimmy G to make plays. I think the Rams can win this game. Yeah, and I, I think I'm with you because I think I'm going Rams in this game as well. But um, uh, for for both both sides of uh, of this coin, uh, San Francisco. Um, Stick to what got you there. Mm-hmm. Obviously, use Debo to be a catalyst of your offense. Obviously, he's a utility uh, player. You know, he's a football player. Right. Just like Lance said, he's a weapon. Um, matter of fact, if, if 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 all means, man, I would line him up at quarterback and have him throw <laughs> a slant to George Kittle. I, I mean, literally have him. Do, worse than Jimmy G. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and Jimmy G, the last two playoff games against the Cowboys, and even against Green Bay, you know, a couple of questionable, uh, uh, you know, uh, throwing chances uh, or throwing uh, attempts that was like, ooh, man, you, you're putting yourself and your team in a real bad predicament. And I'm like, uh, come on, Jimmy G, don't don't squander this opportunity. Right, right. So it's like, it for me personally, if you had Jimmy throw the ball 15, 20 times, I think San Francisco has a chance to win that game. A couple of those going to be picks. No, no. <laughs> no, but I'm saying, like, you know, if he's throwing uh, 40 attempts, it's probably a bad afternoon for San Francisco. Right. I mean, let's be honest. If he's throwing the ball that that 
many times. It's, it's probably not going to be a, a good ending for them. And on the Rams, you know, we talked about it on the show before. When you got Aaron Donald, who's going to take up a double team, sometimes a triple team, mm-hmm. sometimes a whole offensive line right. got to stop him, and a running back, right. you know, Leonard Floyd, Von Miller, mm-hmm. you got to turn it up. That's your time to shine. Right. And, and they were able to, to you know, bust up Tom Brady last night. Because a lot of times you don't, like get, you don't get single coverage because Donald drawing that double team or sometimes triple team, they yeah. got to take advantage of that. Oh, yeah, you got to take advantage of that. And if they don't, if they don't get home, to Jimmy G, it, it it could probably turn turn the tide on that game for sure. But yeah. it's not always about the actual sack. No, just pressure. Just that we put that pressure on him, and especially with Jimmy G, he gonna, he's gonna make a mistake. Oh, you call him Santa Claus? Huh, he's gonna make, yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> bag up some <laughs> bag up some gifts for the defense. He's gonna make a mistake, man. <laughs> hey, it's bound to. It's bound to. Yeah. So, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no go, ahead, go ahead. No, I was I was gonna say too. Another thing too is for the Rams. Stafford has a tendency because he has that big arm because he can make like I like I say about how Mahomes does sometimes mm-hmm. he can make those throws but sometimes he has a tendency because he can do that to force passes you know he, he don't do that you know you need to stick to your game if you have an open pass throw if you don't get rid of the ball you have enough talent to come back up to the next set of plays and you know and make a play. To Mel's, to Mel's point, I want to add to that because that's a great point. Matthew Stafford not only led the league in interceptions this year, he led him in pick sixes. And mm-hmm. we all know one thing about the 49ers, especially after watching that game in Green Bay, which was an absolute snooze fest. They ended, up, <laughs> they ended up winning a road playoff game without scoring an offensive touchdown. Go figure, yeah. man. Right, right. But see, they're opportunistic. And mm-hmm. if Stafford gives them anything, let's say the Rams are pinned back in their own 15 and they get up, they apply pressure. Bosa gets some quick pressure. Armstead gets some early pressure. Right. All of a sudden, there's a guy popping out in that little screen pass. Something like that can change the entire trajectory of this game, regardless mm-hmm. of where this game's played. And to your point about Jimmy G, I mean, something needs to be said about Jimmy G in this in this particular matchup because mm-hmm. I'm not defending him in any way because I, I think the dude is by far, and I mean by far, the worst <laughs> quarterback left in the playoffs. <laughs> one thing, one thing I will say though, guys, uh-huh. is when it comes to this time of the season. Confidence matters. Mm. Now, against Green Bay, against right. Dallas, mm. you saw his confidence wane. You saw his confidence mm. shake. You know who he's confident against? The, the Los Rams. Angeles Rams. Mm-hmm. So that's something to be – you saw that, to your point. It's mm. down 17 to nothing. Mark Mark brought that up. Down 17 to nothing. They did mm. lose their safeties. But you saw him start to play a little free, a little loose, and mm. he brought that team back. So I will give him some credit that in this matchup, you know Jimmy's feeling good. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, he's feeling real good. Oh, yeah. Um. Uh, so, uh, last last uh, little talking points on this. Um, let's go ahead and give our picks. I'm going Rams based on uh, uh, because, uh, you know, they just have the better talent, and I think they need to win this game. Because anytime you keep trading away all your first-round picks right. and, and uh, uh, in the draft and, and hopes to, to win now, um, it's the better opportunity. There's, there's no opportunity like now than to win it. They're um, betting the rent money on this. Oh, yeah, yeah. All the rent money is, is, is in on this. They all in. <laughs> they all in. Uh, Mel, who you going with? I'm going with the Rams. I mean, part of it is sentimental, mm-hmm. you know, because of Stafford. Because of Stafford, Stafford you know. I mean, me being a Lions fan, yeah, I, you know, I expect people to crap on the Lions. Okay, it is. But they crapped on Stafford, too. And I was like, wait a minute. You know, Stafford is a great quarterback. You know, he has his flaws, but I think he's a great quarterback, you know, but because he played for the Lions, they still crapped on him. 
Now he has a chance. Now he's playing with a better team mm-hmm. to prove that he can do it. So that's why I want to see him do it so he can kind of shut up some of those doubters. Okay. So I'm going with the Rams. I got you. Lance, I, I think you uh, 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 referred that you were going uh, 49ers. Yes. Is that the case? Yes, sir. And, and Mel, I man, just for the record, I mm-hmm. hope because we I'm a fellow Stafford guy. I hope he gets to the Super Bowl, man. But I just like I said, man, the matchups are matchups and matchups. Right. House, you know, they make fights. So <laughs> I'm, I'm going to stick with my guys, the Niners. And uh, uh, Mr. Mark Burns, is, is it safe to say you're rooting for the Rams? You're going Rams on this one? <laughs> well, like I said on my podcast, I think I've picked the Rams uh, 427 straight times, even during the Jeff Fisher days. So, whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, you're committed to the Rams. You are committed to the Rams. You're picking a Jeff Fisher Rams team. I, I just can't. I'm the guy that when the Rams are 2-14, and 2-10, and 10, I, I'm trying to figure out yeah, they could still squeeze into the playoffs if this, hey, what's this, up, Ryan? this happens. So, yeah, I'm picking the Rams. All right, all right, sounds good. Well, let's uh, let's move over to uh, so I think there's three Rams, yeah. 149ers. Uh, Ryan big, said KC Rams, yeah. Uh, shout out to Ryan, big, big uh, uh listener to the IOW uh, Sports Podcast. So, let's move over to the AFC team. And since we have uh, Mr. Lance here, Mr. Lance Twitwell of the Spoken, who is our Kansas City Chiefs Rams, uh, before we get to that, I gotta say, um, for the uh, people I reached out to be 49ers representatives. And the uh, Bengals representative, uh, you just uh, put a, some bad juju on your teams. Because y'all were <laughs> part of the show. So I think it's going to be Rams and Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Hey, now that that's out the way, uh, Lance, uh, give us your, your breakdown on the Chiefs 2021-22 uh, season, the ups, downs, and how did they get here to this point? Well, let me just put a little side note out there for the Bengals and Niners people that didn't decide to show up. Now I gotta say Chiefs and Rams by 69 in both games. You know what I mean? I'm gonna think of <laughs> uh, we're here though. You know what I mean? We're here to talk, and me and my guy Mark are here to to help represent. But no, look, this this has been um I would say, and this is gonna sound kind of off, but this has been one of the most frustrating seasons for me as a Chiefs fan in the Mahomes era because of the fact that coming into this season, man, we already knew what this team was about over the last couple of seasons leading into it. Mm-hmm. And they only got better in the offseason. They went and got Orlando Brown Jr. They went and got Joe Tooney. They had the best draft class in the Veach era. Brett Veach absolutely knocked it out of the park in this draft with Trey Smith, Preet Humphrey, Nick Bolton, getting those guys that are foundational pieces on both sides right. of the ball. So how in the hell do they start off three and four? Well, this is it's simple, man, is that we all know that the NFL is a copycat league and this league isn't stupid. And Patrick mm-hmm. Mahomes is the is the golden child of the league. People are paying attention to every single thing this man does. And people were getting sick of him sunning people. He <laughs> people were getting sick and tired of this dude making people look like a fool and dominating every opponent he faced. I mean, even in losses in his 15 career losses, you have to score 34 points a game to beat him. And that's mm-hmm. the most insane thing about him. I think that's the most insane stat about Patrick Mahomes is that you have to literally score seven to eight points above league average just to beat this man. And so what they started doing is they started playing cover two and saying, look, Tampa broke them in the Super Bowl. Let's just keep breaking them. And it worked for about a month and a half, man. You saw the way the Chiefs just struggled on offense. And, of course, the defense, for some reason, whether it was trying to configure new schemes or whether it was trying to implement young players, like I said about Nick Bolton and other guys, Frank Clark was in and out of the lineup. Tyron mm-hmm. Matthews starts the year on COVID. There was just no cohesion on this team. It was nothing but negatives. And to me, man, I was getting frustrated because then I start looking at the coaches. When things, when adjustments <laughs> don't come about, I have to start questioning whether these coaches are doing the right job and if they even know what they're doing with their personnel. But right. little did we realize, man, that all it took 
and not to take not take a take, take a script from my guy Nick Wright, who I love dearly, but it was the throw that we heard around the world, man, against Green Bay, an ugly game, one of the worst games of the season for the Chiefs. But what did Patrick do? He put that bad boy on ice by rolling out to his right like he loves to do famously, like he's done a hundred <laughs> times already in his young, illustrious career, and threw that ball to Tyreek and put that game on ice. And ever since then, the Chiefs have not looked back. Since November 1st, they're 11-1, and averaging 33 points per game, and Patrick Mahomes has been far and away the best quarterback in the league, and he has not looked back. He has finally figured out the last thing he needed to figure out when it came to coverages. In fact, leading up to last season, he was doing the shop with uh, LeBron James and a couple of I other saw people. that. I saw he, that. <laughs> he didn't know some, some, some of these schemes. He had no mm -hmm. idea, and he just won MVP. The yeah. man put up one of the three greatest seasons of all time. Yeah. So now that you know what he can do when he knows what the hell he's looking at, mm -hmm. there's there's no comparison, man. He's a completely better quarterback. And now this team has followed suit. So not only has he emerged back as the best quarterback in the league, but now this has emerged back as the best team in the league at the same time. And now, without question, they are the deadliest team in the playoffs. They are, without question, if you look at the latest odds, they have a 43% chance of not only getting to the Super Bowl, but winning the Super Bowl. That is an extreme favorite by far over the Rams, which I think sit at like 31 or 32% as it currently stands. That's a significant mm -hmm. advantage. It's been a long, grueling season. But, man, when you are hosting four straight AFC championships, which no one else in the history of the NFL has done, even done three, I, it's hard to complain at this point, man. I'm just I'm yeah. loving this. I'm basking in it. Has it been tiresome? Have I lost the five remaining hairs that <laughs> left on my head? Yep. But you know what, fellas? That's why football's so damn great because we're sitting here and enjoying this, sitting here talking about these things and loving right. every second of it, man. I am a I, I I'm a I'm a fan that does I feel like we deserve this. Mark, I, I know you sit here, man. I know you're a Chiefs fan out there in Carolina. People say we're spoiled now. Dude, people forget what we went through in our Ooh. 90s and this 90s, early 2000s, all the heartbreaking losses and the Alex Smith there, all those heartbreaking losses. Hey, we hey, deserve hey. this, Mar. Hey, hey, Lance, you are <laughs> preaching to the choir, my brother. People forget that we had uh, Damon Hewitt. They forget we had Brody, Brody Croyle. I forget. You know, they, they forget we had Brady Quinn in two and 14 seasons. They, I did forget about Brady I mean, Quinn. They, they, they forget <laughs> we have Romeo Cornell that couldn't coach out of a cereal box. They they forget <laughs> that, they, you know, they forget that we had Herm Edwards who never lived up to you play to win the game. They, they forget about all of that. They just see Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid doing their thing for the last since 2018, since he became a starter, and they think it's been all sunflowers and roses. It ain't been all that in Kansas City. So, uh, 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 a good good breakdown of the Chiefs season, uh, uh, Lance, because while you were speaking, I'm just like, I can't go against anything that man just said because <laughs> he hit it on the part. Because I'm like, and, 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 and just to add to what you were saying, Lance, a lot of people get the misconception, oh, you got Patrick Mahomes. It's been so great. Like, you got to understand, like, the level of, of expectations that he has put up in such a short amount of time, and he's been successful early, mm -hmm. out the gate. You know, people think that, oh, it's a bad year because he's not throwing for 45 touchdowns and five, five, 5,500 yards. You know, they think that's a down year. I mean, look at the man's stat. He's still top five in just about every passing category as a quarterback. And, you know, I know a lot of people want to look at his interceptions. You know, don't get me wrong. I, he has more than what I want. But, you know, it, I even did a show on on uh, uh, Wildcard Mars, uh, Quick Ride Rent. I could probably subtract maybe six or seven of those because those came off of the hands of receivers. 
So mm-hmm. it's like, you know, say what you want. You know, and I tried to stay out of my bias, but you know, Lance got me fired up. I'm ready. I'm ready for <laughs> more Sunday now. I got I gotta add this too, man, because now that you're talking about this whole down year aspect, I'd even touch on that just real quick. It's funny that people were using that against Patrick Mahomes as if he was truly having a down year, but he really was for a short time having a down year to his own standard, like you said. But what's funny about that is his numbers, he actually finished with better numbers than Josh Allen, who everybody was trying to crown. And again, I love Josh Allen. I mm-hmm. think he had an incredible season. He absolutely went toe-to-toe with Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. But you saw the difference between those two quarterbacks when it mattered most. And again, statistical numbers show that Patrick Mahomes had a better season. What's with, up, Matt? He had better numbers without the, the, Josh Allen in his down year, and not to mention the fact that in a down year, he averaged he averaged uh, uh, more yards per game or yards per game in, in, in this season than any quarterback besides Patrick Mahomes yeah. in a single season. So, yeah. so we're talking about a guy that on a down year is having historic numbers regardless. 38, 37 passing touchdowns. You're talking mm-hmm. about only 30, 33 times in the history of the NFL has a quarterback thrown for more than 37 touchdowns. So a down year is still an historic season. That's how great this man is. Yeah, is his right. lowest numbers are numbers that are getting anybody in Canton. Uh, no no doubt, no doubt. Matt, what's up? Another, another great uh, follower of the ILW Sports Show. Um, for everybody who's just tuning in, um, we have uh, with us today, we have Lance Twidwell of The Spoken and uh, Mark Burns of the Rams Up podcast. We are doing our annual, this is our second annual IOW Sports Championship Weekend Preview. So uh, definitely go back to the beginning of this show because um, you definitely miss uh, Mr. Mark Burns dropping some knowledge about the Rams perspective. And we had some great takes from everybody on the panels of the NFC Championship. So please go back to the beginning of the show. Um, let me ask you this, Detroit Mail. How do you see this AFC championship game going not good for the Bengals. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love joe burrow don't get me wrong yeah we you call know. him joe the killer we right call him killer yeah he, he got that real uh menacing serial killer he face got that on ted bundy looks <laughs> 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 but i mean I, I i mean you gotta applaud him oh yeah man you got it's hard not to embrace cincinnati yeah you know they had a lot of down years. I remember the Boomer Esiason years and two heartbreaking losses in the Super Bowl to San Francisco both times, mm-hmm. 81-88. And after that, nothing. Nothing. Well, they had the icky shuffle in there. That, that's yeah. a up. Well, I mean, yeah. that was all part of that, though. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, that don't count for nothing. Though. You know, little, little and icky, icky only lasts that one time, you know? and that was it. You oh, know okay, what I'm saying? Okay. And icky kind of just died out. Okay. But, <laughs> but, you know, so it was kind of like, you know, I remember it's funny. I listened to an old uh, Scarface song, and he said, uh, "I'm gonna paraphrase. Like he lost more friends than the Bengals lost last year. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that's how they know how bad the Bengals was. And you know, they 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 um they even quoted in song. So and now they hear one game away from the Super Bowl. But then you got to look at the offensive line is crappy. Oh. you know, and then the Chiefs improved on their defense. I'm gonna tell you what. If they give up nine sacks on Sunday, it's over. <laughs> Done. It's over. Done. So, so you look at that. The Chiefs approves on their defense. The offensive line is crappy. Mm-hmm. They defense all they got is Hendricks, really. Yeah, for the most part. For the most part, for our pass rush. Yeah, and he's banged up. And he's yeah, he's banged up. So, offensive wise, hey Patrick over this match right, right now. <laughs> <laughs> they got Jamar Chase. Uh. Uh, he, he's like a, a Debo Jr. the way they kind of use him. 
Well, they just started doing that in the playoffs right. against well, uh, the Raiders. Well, I know what I'm saying, they but started they started using them like I got that. You, I got you. So they kind of got that as a weapon, but Chiefs improved on their defense. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like on, on, there's only a couple points you can give them that's good for the Bengals. Then you look at the other side of the ball, you got Tyreek. You know, you got Kelsey. You got the running game. Byron Pringles. You got Pringles. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you could go down the line and start naming these weapons. How is the Bengals going to stop that? Mm. How? Yeah. You know, and it's not too many games you can go back. You know, my memory not as good as it used to be, but that you can see the Bengals, we score a lot of points. Mm. So it's like, if they, if the Chiefs get up on them early, it's a wrap. <laughs> yeah, it might. I, I, I don't see any way the, the Bengals can beat them. I mean, but they haven't put, I mean, they've been doing, putting on some games. I didn't think they're going to win anyway. Yeah. I, I, I can't see the Chiefs, I can't see the Bengals beating them. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't see it. Uh, Mr. Mike Burns, how you see this AFC championship game going down, sir? You know, I started to look at these two teams just the other day because on my most recent podcast, I made a prediction for the game. And I was, uh, you know, when doing a podcast uh, twice a week, it's really hard to keep up with a lot of these other teams, I found mm-hmm. out. So um, I've lost track with a lot of teams and, and I'm not really as knowledgeable about a lot of a lot of teams like I used to be as much as I used to be, but I, I did see that the Bengals beat them just recently, didn't they? Like 34-31. Yeah. Um, and yeah. that was a game Jamar Chase had that like 266 yards or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, please don't remind me. And I think Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, uh, there's there's something special going on there. Yeah, yeah. I think if you're a Bengal fan, you have to be really excited about the next five years. But that yeah. said, I think that the fact that the Bengals beat them at home fairly recently, that could be to the Chiefs' advantage. And I think the Chiefs are overall the better team, from what I can tell. Mm-hmm. So I, I expect the Chiefs to win that game. Um, however, I think I think the Rams-Chiefs is the Super Bowl everybody wants to see. Uh, I think the Rams and Bengals would be a bit of a mismatch because – because of what you mentioned, the Bengals offensive line and the Rams defensive line, that could get really ugly. And oh, yeah. Jalen Ramsey Quickly. covering Jamar Chase. But to get my, back to your original question, I, I my, on my podcast, I flipped the score, Chiefs 34, Bengals 31. I, I think the Bengals are going to put up some points. They're going to find a way. But um, I think the Chiefs will prevail. Yeah. Now, one of the, thing, one of the, one of the wild cards, though, is Mixon. Mixon, Joe Mixon. I think because... You can, you know, he come out the backfield catching, mm-hmm. and you know, and if he, they can establish a running game with him, they may have a chance. So I think Mixon will be that wild card. So depends on what he do. That's a nice X factor. I, I think that he can be an X factor. And yeah, man, I remember when they had on um, Carter. Kajana Carter. Oh my, oh my gosh, my God. man, you going back? Oh my <laughs> gosh. Um, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm in agreement with with uh, both uh, uh, you, Mr. Mark Burns, and, and Detroit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. I'm, and this is, you know, taking bias here out, of course. Uh, you can't give up nine sacks and expect to win the game. Right. I think that was just a, a pure anomaly last week against Tennessee. You're getting a one seed. I don't even con- – I, I didn't even consider Tennessee a true one seed. <laughs> um, it, look, uh, they force-fed uh, Derrick Henry on his first game back, gave him 20 carries. He didn't even break 80 yards. He didn't even break 70 yards. And they just continue to try to force feed them just because, oh, the king is back. We got to use them. No. If you really look at Tennessee, they were still able to run Mm -hmm. pretty effectively 
throughout the rest of the season since they lost him. So they they tried so hard to, you know, cater the offensive game plan around him when it was like just do what you were doing uh while he was out and bet off use him as a decoy. Yeah, use him as a decoy or slowly <clears throat> integrate right. Derrick Henry into the offensive game plan. So that you know they I think they shot themselves in the foot more than anything. Um and, and I mean, I'm a, I'm gonna say it. You know, Ryan Tannehill. You know, he's no, uh, you know, Matthew Stafford. Or he's no, no quarterback. He's no Joe Burrow. He's okay. no quarterback. Okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> I, I no, mean, <laughs> you know, so uh, you know, uh, three interceptions don't help you at all either. Um, but when you get nine sacks, you gotta you gotta take that and use that as your advantage. Get that offense off the field because right. you know, uh, anytime you give Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase. Higgins, Boyd, any Uzama, any opportunity to get down the field, and and you know they they took advantage of that. So, but my, Higgins had a tendency to drop up some passes too many. And and I get you, but you know what? They're going to need Higgins this this week because I if I'm under I'm under the belief that Spags looked at that Week 17 game again and said, you know what? We might want to do some about covering that Jamar Chase guy. We might right. want to do some about that. <laughs> so you know, I I'm I'm under the belief that Spags is going to you know probably rotate majority of the coverage to that side of the field, mm-hmm. and so that leaves Higgins, at least Boyd, at least Uzama opportunities. And so if you know, hey, it, what, what's the old adage is? I'm gonna try to take your your best weapon away, and I need somebody else to step up. I mean, the Bills did it perfectly last week. I mean, before last week, I mean, of course, we're all sports fans. We knew who Gabriel Davis is, but I bet you, uh, uh, like, maybe 10% of America knew who Gabriel Davis was. Household name. They know him now. (laughs) Just like Ajax, your household name. Yeah, they know him now. know him now. And and so Buffalo did what they did. It's like, all right, you're going to take Diggs away? Well, somebody else got to step up. So Cincinnati has to recreate that. Um, But good luck on your defense. I mean, <laughs> you know, even Buffalo did their best to try to stop Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. You know who they're going, who the ball is going to go to. Mm-hmm. They still couldn't stop it. And Brian Pringle made plays. McCole Hartman made plays. Even Clyde Edwards-Hulaire, who I'm not a big fan of, oh, had gosh. a decent game. Mm-hmm. And so, it, man, you you can roll down the roller decks of names you can spit out on that Kansas City offense, who can do something to you. So, um, uh, wasn't he in ATL prior? Uh, who are you talking about, Matt? Um, what's the name you just got? Um, the dude from Buffalo. Uh, uh, no, that's uh, no, Gabriel Davis. I think he got drafted from UCF Central Florida, if I'm correct. Um, don't, don't quote me on that, but uh, uh, bias out of this, I am still rolling with the Chiefs because, um, man, it's 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 hard to stop 15. Patrick Mahomes is one bad dude, I mean, that's a bad dude. And that offense is too explosive. And to beat them, like like Lance said, you got to put up astronomical points to, to even get close to having a game with them. You got to put up, you know, crazy points. And I know Cincinnati has has the the uh, you know the potential to do that. Man, <laughs> my my key is. I'm I'm looking at the health of uh, Tyron Matthews, so I'm definitely looking at that. Mm-hmm. Uh, he still hasn't cleared protocol yet, so I'm a little bit worried about that. And of course, as a Kansas City Chief uh, representative, uh, Mr. Lance Twitwell, go ahead take the final word on how you see this AFC Championship game breaking down, brother. Wild card, Mar, Detroit Mel, and 
and my guy Mark in LA, who's been a, friend, a fan of the Rams even back in the Jeff Fisher days, but <laughs> Nick Foles, who ended up winning the Super Bowl with the Eagles two years later. Look, in that Week 17 matchup, I don't mean to take away anything the Bengals did in that game because mm. Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase were otherworldly, mm. and they they should have been the reasons why they won that game. Yeah. But if you saw the way that officiating went down, man, you know what I'm talking about. Then in that second half, the Bengals had four scoring drives that had third and fourth down stops that were continued by bad penalties and no calls and no false starts. Now, I'm not trying to be one of those blame the ref guys, but that is about as close as it's ever gotten for me. So that's <laughs> a bad taste of not only those fans' mouths, but those players' mouths. And we know that the Chiefs are one of those teams that do not forget Stuff like that. They get their revenge, and they, my God, are they on the revenge tour. Now, mm. when it came to that Titans and Bengals game, I call Ryan Tannehill Ryan Tannehill hell no, because that dude <laughs> <laughs> that dude is hell no. I would never want him as my quarterback. He was my backup quarterback. I wouldn't want him looking at film. I mean, he, he's so bad, and they can't get out of that contract next year, by the way. But the point is, is that he gave the Bengals three extra possessions with those picks. Right, And the Bengals still couldn't eclipse 20 points. Mm-hmm. In fact, if you go back to the Raiders game, if it wasn't for that dead ball touchdown that the Bengals were gifted, they have back-to-back 19-point games in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Joe Burrow is averaging about 248, 250 passing yards per game in the playoffs with only two touchdowns and a pick. So he hasn't been blowing the doors off like he was the last five, six weeks of the season. And quite frankly, neither is Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase mm-hmm. hasn't scored a touchdown yet. So you could say maybe he's due. But see, here's the thing. Like I just said 30 seconds ago, this Chiefs team, man, they keep receipts. And you know us Chiefs fans, <laughs> we love keeping receipts because everybody <laughs> likes to doubt this team. And everybody's already sick of this team for some damn reason. But they just keep prevailing. And that's not going to stop this week, guys. Because like I told you, when you come into Patrick Mahomes' house, you're going to have to score 35-plus. And they're not going to score 35-plus on this Chiefs defense. Not that the Chiefs defense is great, but you got to remember, against the Bills – a team that was a much more worthy opponent against the Chiefs who literally spent their entire offseason building to beat the Chiefs this time around. Right. They still couldn't get it done, and that was with Tyron Matthew going out on the second play of the first drive. They get him back. The Chiefs get him back this week against an offensive line that is shaky at best. They got absolutely (laughs) dominated. The Titans lost that game. The Bengals didn't win the game. They, they lost that game. That was a home game. They had a week to rest. They went up against a banged-up Bengals team and still found a way to take that L. The mm. Chiefs are not the ones making that mistake, fellas, because like we just said, 15's different. And you're not right. coming in his house and stopping him from getting to another Super Bowl appearance. So I hate to – and you like you said, my guy, Mar, biases aside, man, <laughs> the hell with biases. We're, we're talking common sense here. Yeah. The Chiefs mm-hmm. are going to roll in this game, fellas. I don't think it's going to be a close game. I'm going to be yeah. honest with you because I think yeah, the I real think AFC championship game. took place just a week ago. Yeah. And this is going to be a game that, to me, is a warm-up for the Super Bowl. All respect to the Bengals for what they've done to get here, but they are not a match for this Chiefs team on a revenge tour. I'm picking the Chiefs to win by multiple touchdowns. Yeah. Um, uh, real quick before I get to Take a I, breath, bro. Take yeah. a breath. <laughs> <laughs> real quick before I, before I get you, uh, Lance and, and Mark, out of here, and, and I'll shoot this question to Mark first. How spoiled are we as football fans when you got Mahomes, mm. Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, uh, uh, who else can you throw in? Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson. Uh, even Kyler Murray. These young quarterbacks. We got this new. I'm trying to think. This new class of quarterbacks going. Uh, coming. Have you ever had that many great quarterbacks at one time? It's been a long time, fellas. 
I, I can't recall. Right. I can't recall. Like, not that many at the same time. Yeah, yeah. So, so Mark, what's your take on on this new wave of quarterback <laughs> quarterbacks coming I'm not gonna into the NFL? Say that. You see me? Go say damn. Yeah, ahead, I, I think it's I think it's exciting, but um, I will say, you know, I've always been I'm not a big fan of quarterbacks, the young quarterbacks that enter the league and run, run, run. And okay. I think I, I think it's a, a. I'll give you an example. I was watching a preseason game a few years ago. I think it was Deshaun Watson's rookie year. Mm-hmm. And in a preseason game, he took off for a fifty-yard touchdown running. I think it was, and I was like, mm-hmm. "That's fine, and that's great when you when you can do that and when you have that in your arsenal." But these young quarterbacks, and I'm also thinking about Kyler Murray. Mm-hmm. He needs to learn to throw out of the pocket. And and I don't and I think he he shows flashes of that, but the Rams keep him penned in and prevent him from running, and it really he turns into a very, very mediocre quarterback. So to answer your question, I am really excited about a lot of these young quarterbacks, but I think some of these guys, some of the young guys, need to learn to go through their progressions and uh, and use running as a an emergency hatch, an emergency escape escape hatch rather than doing it on a regular basis and, and plus they get hurt you know mm-hmm. Kyler Murray's always getting hurt you know he, he well, just twists his 11. ankle yeah he, he twists his ankle and he becomes a, a very average quarterback so uh I don't know if I'm answering your question but yeah I, I really it is great there's a lot of really good young quarterbacks and uh unfortunately you know Justin Herbert out here leading the Chargers hopefully he doesn't put a dent in and uh, how many people love the Rams? Uh, we're gonna have we could have a pretty good rivalry with the Chargers <laughs> uh, as far as winning fans over because I, I think the Chargers have a good future because of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, same question to you, Lance. Uh, how sport are we as football fans for this young wave of quarterback talent coming in? It's incredible, and it's it's not just the fact that we have such talent. It's the way that these teams are finally starting to go the route that they were supposed to go all along, which was. Don't try to force this player into your system. Allow the system to work around the player and build around them. I remember Andy Reid had an offense, and he still uses the same type of offense that he had with Alex Smith to Patrick Mahomes. But you saw the way he started using some of those Texas Tech plays into Mm -hmm. that offense to make it as comfortable for Patrick Mahomes. I don't think it's any coincidence that Patrick Mahomes literally hit the ground running like Michael Green, and he absolutely hit the ground sprinting. And it's mm-hmm. because I think Andy Reid made it as easy for him as possible where he understood what he was doing, which is just more of the same of what he did back at Tech. So I love what I'm seeing from a lot of these young quarterbacks, and I find it interesting too because the majority of these young quarterbacks that are up and coming have already arrived are on the AFC side. Mm-hmm. Like if you remember, just last year, man, we're sitting here looking at the NFC going, man, you got Brady still killing it. You still got Rodgers. You got Russell Wilson. You got mm-hmm. all these dudes. And now it's like all shifted to the AFC side of things, where now the AFC is the party to be at, man. When it comes right, to, right. Especially if one of these old dogs like Rodgers ends up going over to the AFC side of things this next year. So, man, I love it. I don't think we've ever had this type of talent, but I also don't think we've had as as a progressive of a mindset from uh, from coaches league wide of understanding mm-hmm. how to maximize these young quarterbacks and get the most out of them while you still can. So, I think we're, the league is in as good of shape as it's ever been, especially at the quarterback position. Right, yeah, your, right. NFC, your NFC quarterback point, uh, we could see in the last year, Breeze, Rodgers, and Brady all yeah. exiting the NFC. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, well, now that you're there, Mark, um, are you uh, are you of the belief that uh, we, we probably just saw the last game from Tom Brady? 
I think so. Uh, I, I just my guess. Um, I, I don't understand why why he continues to play. I don't know what he's trying to prove at this point. You know, right up into the sunset and enjoy your life with your wife and your kids, but right. don't risk injury. I, I, that's my take, but uh, I don't know. I'm just guessing. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, one more quick question, and, and I promise I'm gonna get you guys out of here. Um, how disappointed are, are are you are you fellas in 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 the performance of Aaron Rodgers last week? I mean, we're talking about skill wise, probably one of the best quarterbacks in NFL history, and yet again, um, a mediocre at best performance. Uh, uh, I'll throw it to you first, Mark. Well, to be honest with you, I didn't watch much of the game. I was I was uh, with my grandson, and oh, okay. <laughs> uh, I was listening to some of it on the radio. Uh, so I can't really speak to that too much. I don't know. I know statistically it was a poor performance, but sometimes you got to step back. And you know, I, I people always say, "Oh, Goff had a terrible game. Stafford had a terrible game," and without knowing what's really going on on the field and are are, are watching very closely, are there drop passes or there. Uh, routes being run wrong or is the defense stepping up so so i don't know I, i'm more disappointed in the distraction he's made of himself mm. over the last six months and, mm. and that can't help you know i mean you want your quarterback being a leader and focusing on football and and taking your team to the highest level possible and it just seems like there's just been a lot of distractions with him uh, i won't get into the details you probably know what i'm referring to but mm-hmm. yeah uh, that that's what's disappointed me, uh, and, and I've always loved Aaron Rodgers. And even, I've even found myself kind of going, you know, what the heck, Aaron? <laughs> you know, what are you doing, and what are you saying? You right, know? right, right. Um, that that's just my personal opinion, though. No, no, no. Good point. Um, it was definitely days of our lives coming out of Green Bay, Wisconsin, since <laughs> the last championship game in NFC last year. It's, it's just been a a, a drama show. Uh, uh, Lance, I'll throw the same question to you. Yeah, so if I told you guys that the Packers started the game off with an easy scoring drive, they're up 7 nothing, and then Aaron Rodgers completed 20 of 29 passes in the game, you thought they'd won by probably 13, 14 points, right? Right, right. Yeah, that was what was disappointing about it. But the most disappointing about the, the disappointing factor in that game isn't that they just lost. This was one of those games where the Packers needed Rodgers to be great, mm-hmm. and he wasn't. He simply wasn't, man. He he was he wasn't looking at certain parts of the field. He was literally ignoring Alan Lazard. He was he was ignoring guys that were open throughout the entire game. He wasn't taking risks. He looked like Alex Smith, man. And I know that sounds disrespectful <laughs> to Rodgers, but it's the truth, man. I was yeah. I picked the Niners in that game, but even I was sitting here going, man, as a fan of football, this pisses me off. Because it just looked like Rodgers didn't care. And to Mark's point about the offseason stuff, I think it all just came to a head, man. And he'll never admit it. Rodgers will never admit it. But things were starting to weigh heavy on him. Because he he thought because of his privilege and because of who he is, mm-hmm. that he can just say mm-hmm. the things he says and feel how he feels and not take the offseason you know, seriously, that everything was just going to work out and everyone was going to you know, worship the floor that he stood on. And then he started getting pushback, and now he's still out here griping about, well, people were, were cheering against me because of my unvaccination status and all this other BS, man. No, you're soft as Charmin, bro. You got, <laughs> you got, you got, bunny, you got rabbit ears, man. You pay way too much attention for a, stupid, a superstar as great as you are that has the following and the platform that you have. You care way too damn much about what people say about you on Twitter, bro. Like You got to mm-hmm. rise above that stuff, and you saw it. The only reason I'm bringing that stuff up, because I know Mark was a little more PC about it, but I'm saying, man, <laughs> he let that stuff weigh on him. 
That mm -hmm. wasn't other people. You got to take responsibility for what you choose to allow in between your ears, bro. And he right. let that stuff weigh heavy, and you saw it. And the, my God, and can we talk about how ironic it is that the 49ers, the team he said that he wanted to go to when he got <laughs> they're going to regret it forever. No, yeah. they don't. No, they're they, four, they, they, they are 4-0 against, against him. Bro. They got four playoff wins four. against him. Yeah, go enjoy that, Aaron Rodgers. That, that is ironic as heck. <laughs> Um, but on that note, uh, uh, Lance, uh, Mark, thank you. Thank you, gentlemen, for, for joining us on this championship weekend preview. Uh, Mr. Mark Burns, go ahead and plug your podcast one more time for the audience out there. Yeah, it's uh, L.A. Rams Up. Um, and, and I should have mentioned we're part of the Pigskin Podcast Network. Uh, that's been going re really well. We formed that uh, last September at the beginning of the season. And yeah, it's been great joining you guys. And, and I can't, I really feel bad. I went through a whole podcast about the Rams and I didn't mention Cooper Cup once. Wow. Uh, <laughs> That's actually surprising because Cooper <laughs> Cup could easily be, um, in my opinion, one of the best wide receivers in the game right now. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. And it just continues uh, uh, his, his a tradition with the Rams of just these fantastic receivers. And he's really emerging as. Uh, you know, you could already already talk start talking about him as or as a Hall of Fame receiver if he keeps us up. But that's all. I just wanted wanted to not get to an entire podcast without mentioning that guy. Um, <laughs> but he, it's been fun, and hopefully, um, the Rams will be back here next year, and you guys will invite me back. It's been a lot of fun. Hey, hey! If the Rams keep doing what they're doing, you will definitely be back here this same time next right, right, year right. for our, our championship weekend preview. So thank you again, uh, Mr. Mark Burns, and, and you have yourself a wonderful evening. Uh, Lance, one more time, go ahead and plug all your products for the audience out there. Yes, yeah, so we have a live stream each and every Saturday at 11 a.m. Uh, we do that live on Facebook, YouTube, and all, pla all, all the platforms that you can find, especially on Twitter as well, is where we do the majority of our action. You can find us on Facebook where it all started, at The Spoken. It's a sports group. we got thousands of people in there. You can join us and say whatever the hell you want to say as long as it's <laughs> not harmful to anybody else. As long as it's sports-rated, mm -hmm. we let you have it. And also, like I said, guys, you can follow me on Twitter at Lance The Spoken. You can follow us, our show, on Twitter and on uh, Instagram as well at The Spoken Pod. Uh, we'd love to have you guys on our show as well, man. It's been a blast being with you Appreciate guys. I love what Appreciate you guys it. do here. And if anybody's watching this for the first time with me, man, I'm I'm getting hooked. You guys better stick around because <laughs> these guys know what they're doing, man. I love being here with you guys. Thank you so Appreciate much. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate uh, oh, man. It. Pre Appreciate the kind words, Lance. I'm a big fan of, of yours. And as, as we got a mutual friend in Shaggy Shane, I'm a big fan yes. of his as well. <laughs> so, um, uh, again, thank you, Lance. Thank you, Mark Burns. Appreciate and, uh, it. And we, we're going to let you guys go. And hopefully, hey, maybe we could collab in the future and you uh gentlemen have yourself a wonderful evening okay. have a good one you too all right y'all so there we have it right there um that was our championship preview again uh show uh that we like to do um but before we get off uh, let's touch a couple topics okay detroit mail um and yes they own him ain't that hey 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 man ain't that what 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 aaron was was Screaming out to Chicago, uh -huh. yeah. Talking about I own you, yeah. With with the San Francisco 49ers, they own you, especially in the playoffs. <laughs> How about that? How about that shit? Anyway, and no, I'm sorry that I didn't add Daniel Jones into that great talent because <laughs> you know he's not a great talent. Because any any time a man can run for 80 yards and then get tripped by the turf monster, it can't go in that category. <laughs> it just can't happen. Uh, anyway, um, the word finally came down, man. Big Ben. 
Oh yeah, he finally big, made it. Official. Ben finally made it official. He's going to the old retirement home. He going. He he he's retiring. He's he's sitting it down. Um, uh, Shady Oaks. <laughs> Shady Oaks. <laughs> Shady as hell. Yeah. Um, kind of kind of give you touch the old ladies in there. <laughs> <laughs> allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. And uh, <laughs> uh, that's my quarterback, man. Nah, nah. We we ain't doing the to for for Daniel Jones. Excuse that's me, my man. quarterback, man. <laughs> Spiking women, drinks up and out, and retirement home. No, um, kind of give you uh your, your takes on on overall career. I mean, I enjoy watching Ben. Mm-hmm. I did, man. I mean, not the last few years, but yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't think nobody did, <laughs> but I think. I think um, Ben was a great, great quarterback to watch, man. Watching him, especially in the beginning, running. You know, I've seen people climb up on like a tree trying to take him down. I mean, Ben was great, man. Two Super Bowls. You know, it was quarterbacks to play all their whole career, Dan Marino, and, and they'll get a Super Bowl. Yeah. So, two is great. Yeah. You know, it's a, he had a great career. I, he just suffered for what a lot of pe- these athletes suffer for is not knowing when to walk away walk away yeah just walk away go out on top he wasn't a kenny rogers fan so right <laughs> right <laughs> and i think that was the only thing with being you know we laugh and joke about the um alleged things that he done but i gotta i gotta give him credit he seemed to have bounced back from it bounce back from it say he turns his life around and i don't know the man person so i have to no, take it, take him out of his work. Yeah, take take it. So, you know, it it's unfortunate what happened, allegedly happened. But, you know, if he turned his life around, you still got to give him props for that, you know. It's funny that you say that and, because – Go ahead. And not to mean to cut you off. No, go ahead. If Ben is able to research his career after, you know, uh, alleged situations, and, you know, there was a civil suit and, mm-hmm. and settled out of court, so right. y'all can take that as you want. Right. Um, that gives me hope that Deshaun Watson could do the same thing. I think Deshaun Watson situation, this might come out wrong, so don't nobody take it the wrong way. Yeah, don't try to cancel us, you know. But I don't think it's as bad as Ben's. And what I mean by that is Deshaun. Deshaun was was more like, what's up with that? You know what I'm saying? But Ben was like forcibly doing, allegedly forcibly doing stuff. You know, none of it was good. You know what I'm saying? Because if it's unwanted, it's unwanted. I hear you. But from what I understand, he wasn't like yeah. forcing people down up on him. You know what I'm saying? I hear you. You know, he was still wrong and creepy for what he did. But, you know, I think Ben's situation is a little different. But to your point, yeah, Deshaun should be able to turn his stuff around. If situation he, around, yeah. If he doesn't go back that way. If he just turn around. Because uh, we talked about this before. When you in... This, this, the football, your football career is your livelihood, mm-hmm. you know. And y'all just take his one mistake, yeah. Russ can attest to that, yeah. Um, uh, Jerome Brown can attest to that. Um, what, what's my man from the Dallas Cowboys with uh, uh, Hardy? Hardy can attest to that, yeah. I'll just take his one thing. Well, Hardy just was a repeat offender, but I'll take his one thing. And your career can be done, ruined, or stained on it. Mm-hmm. Now, one one good thing that he has going for him is early in his career, and people have short term memory. Yeah. So if he turn it around, get back on track, 
we'll forget about the Deshaun Watson thing. Yeah, and, and that's where I'm kind of at, Matt, mm-hmm. is like, uh, you know, and and I'm not saying, uh, you know, I'm not judge, jury, executioner. I'm, right. I'm not none of that. So, you know, uh, I'm just of the belief that if Ben was dealing with these kind of uh, legal issues at one point in his career mm-hmm. and kind of similar situations with Deshaun, you know, and Ben was able to have pretty much a second half of his career, mm-hmm. you know, I'm of the belief that, hell, maybe Deshaun can have a second half right. of his career and can move past this mess. So, and, and that's where I'm at. And, and, and I think he, uh, I, you kind of hit the same sentiment mm-hmm. I am on that, Matt. And, you know, take that part out of it away and strictly football with, with, uh, with big Ben, mm-hmm. uh, man, <clears throat> excuse me. Mm-hmm. He's like the epitome of backyard football. Yes. You know, uh, you know, we all played ball back in, in the yard and mm-hmm. everybody is, ain't no pl- plays really drawn up and, Hey man, just get open. Right. Right. Thug life. What up, man? Thug life. You silly, man. You silly. No, uh look, uh, uh I give him his props. Uh, you know, um, for his size, he was mobile enough to shake. Yeah, he was mobile. Shake, shake old big old defensive ends trying to take him down. Um, he was it's like never, having two drone batters back then. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it, it was. You had the bus and the Mini Cooper. Right. You, know what I'm saying? <laughs> you had the bus in the backfield and, 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 and the Mini Cooper back there, H2 Hummer. Right. So, uh, uh, you know, when you had the, uh, um, you know, and, and he was part of, of, of great teams. You know what I'm saying? He said, you to play on your hand, fly pad, and post route. Yeah, right. yeah, that's right. what it was. Right. That's, that's right. This is you. <laughs> I want you to go yeah, this yeah. way. Hey, hey, just go up, go <laughs> out. Yeah, you, you go to the left. You follow trail behind him, and somebody get open. Right. You know, and 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 you know, I I know there was a lot of scripted plays, of course, as a quarterback, but Ben was was masterful playing off script. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what I loved about his game. <laughs> the grill rapist. <laughs> we touched on that, man. We touched on that. <laughs> man, come on. <laughs> no, no, we touched on it. Look, look, you can't ignore that part. That's of part it. of it. It's part of his you, legacy. You can't, you, you cannot. And I, I know, and, and look, we're not, we're not, uh, you know, journalists or people on ESPN and right. Fox. And, you know, some so of those, we're going to say it like it so, is. So we're going to say it like it is. And, and majority of those, you know, corporate uh, uh, entertainment uh, companies, they're not going to touch it. You know, mm-hmm. and they're, they're going to shy away from it. Mm-hmm. But as realists, as, as human beings, you can't ignore that situation. You can't. I'm just saying is if he was able to have a second career, then we should uh, uh, afford Deshaun Washington that same opportunity to have oh, yeah. a second half of his career. So oh, that's yeah. why I sit on that. But foot, but just football alone. I love watching the man play. Um, I'm like you. See, Deshaun Watson started something out there. I've been trying to go to the side. <laughs> stop, 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 see, see. Uh, I'm here for the Deshaun Watson special. <laughs> <laughs> you got a good old rubber tongue. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, y'all got that? She yeah. said she's going to tug my thing from the back. <laughs> I ain't never I'm, had that before. I'm trying to see what see that, that be like. like. <laughs> <laughs> something in the I'm trying to see stuff from the back. You know what I'm saying? Trying to see what that feel like. <laughs> But no, just football related. The man is is, is <laughs> I know he, he is crazy, man. He crazy as hell. Uh, uh, look, can't take nothing away from him. Uh, when you thought you had the Steelers beat, he was one of those quarterbacks. Right. If you gave too much time, he he make you regret it. 
Yeah, he was good for he that. Was good he was, for he that. was good for some comebacks. Right. Uh, I, I mean, I'm pretty sure there's a lot of players that love playing with him, mm-hmm. and, and probably something probably not not so much. But I mean, and here's the thing, man. I'm not a Steelers fan. Yeah. I mean, I don't hate to steal like some other people do, but I enjoy watching Ben play, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think Ben was fun to watch. Like you said, he had the ultimate, um, you know, backyard player. I, yeah. You know, I enjoy watching him play, and he gave us some great games. He did. And when you played against him, you never can count him out. Yeah. You know, I just wish he would have walked away sooner. Oh, yeah. That's no, no. Only, I, I, I am my only thing. I am 100% agreeing with women that alone. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. Ask for permission, my boy. Right. Hey. Davids. <laughs> Ask for permission. Yeah, right. consent, bro. Anyway, <laughs> figure the word out. Anyway. Um, no. Uh, no means no. <laughs> no, don't, no don't mean maybe. <laughs> it's yes. Oh no! No, <laughs> no in between. between. <laughs> no, uh, you can't have Steelers Ravens rivalry without Ben. Right. Oh yeah. You know what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. You can't have AFC North Pittsburgh Steelers football without Ben. Right. Um. He he fed that character of that city of that team, and and um. You now, know, is he the last of the old school football? Last of the old school football, yeah. as in quarterback. Yeah. Well, you know, represent because. Nah, not 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 till Brady goes. Not till Brady goes. I don't count Brady. What you mean you don't count Brady? That's I mean Brady. Here's my thing. Brady is old school by age only. Oh, oh, oh you talking about like that rough that, and rugged that play? Football. I'm talking about the oh, play. Okay, okay. He old school by age only. Okay. But I'm talking about the what the style of play. Okay, okay. I hear you. Yeah. Was was more like uh, old school. Sometimes make yeah. a play, just make a play, make a play, smash mouth, hit you. You know that kind of okay. Okay, that's fair. That's yeah. fair. That's fair. Um, because um, well, I don't know. Cause Sunroof Drew is gone. I I don't know. I think Matthew Stafford got some toughness in him. He might be the last last dawn of yeah, the like football yeah. players. He played with a broken back. So yeah, yeah. I don't know if I can do that. Cause I I injured my back and I just had a brother down. Man, <laughs> man, a pull muscle in your back, man. A brother. I, I didn't had it. <laughs> Trust <laughs> me, I know. A brother is eighty six in his bitch, dog. You talking? You talking about? How, uh, hey, baby, can you get the eyes? I can't I was move. Pull back. That's when I was married, trying to get it in to pull it back. <laughs> <laughs> you had to lean into the side. <laughs> you, you screaming, she screaming. <laughs> see, see, you like what you screaming for? She like well, what you screaming for? <laughs> okay, you okay. screaming for pleasure? I'm screaming for pain. <laughs> ain't no joke. Hey, no joke at all. But, but no. you know, hey, brother, it don't matter. He gonna he gonna get it in if he can. Hey, I gotta get it. I, gotta I have get a broke it. leg, one arm. <laughs> like, hey, I gotta get like, in there. She gonna be like, you want some of this? Well, normally I wouldn't do this, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're going outside. I'm off topic. I'm off topic. Go yeah, ahead, then going north, going down <laughs> in them rabbit holes again. Uh, in other news, uh, there's some coaching vacancies getting filled in the right. NFL. Right, right. Um, uh, Broncos. Yep. Uh, they filled theirs. Uh, who did they hire? They fired Hackett. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Nathaniel Hackett from the Green Bay Packers, um, the officer coordinator. Um, Colts. Uh, how, how do you feel about that? I, I, they're going so the Broncos are going an offensive route. Yeah, I don't know, man. No, I, I think it's good. Look, look at their offense last year. It was, it was, it wasn't too pretty. That they wasted a good defense in Denver. So yeah, I'm I'm, a, I'm of the belief you get an offensive minded coach in there. 
you got, you know, uh, Tim Patrick, mm-hmm. uh, Jerry Judy, uh, Corlin Sutton, uh, and the great, they had a great, great running back rookie, uh, Javante uh, uh, Williams. I mean, they, they I, I mean, their offense was was pretty good. No fan. They just need to get rid of the quarterback. Well, well, obviously, but I'm thinking that, you know, uh, Hackett being around Aaron Rodgers, you know, I'm not saying you're going to get Aaron Rodgers, um, but maybe, maybe whatever. You can bring Aaron Will. Ooh. How do you think that will work out, though? Hey, man, that might work. It is Aaron Rodgers, though. It's Aaron Rodgers. I mean, Aaron Rodgers on Denver makes that team a definitely contender. Yeah, but but here and, and look, I agree with you. He uh, he automatically feels that quarterback problem. I mean, he has a. I mean, gonna have a little better competition to, to face. You know, that was that was and, gonna be my. So point. I mean, that's I mean that's that's something you have to consider. You know, but at the same time. The other teams have to consider that too. You know, you can't just say put it on him. Sit down, Mel. They giving Bishop Sycamore coordinators head coaching job. They went to the Motel Six and got you. You come on. You ever coach offense? Right. No, but I played Madden. Good enough. Good enough. Come on. Come on. Come on. Uh, no, no, I, I hear what you're saying, but I'm you got if Aaron Rodgers goes to Denver, mm-hmm. it, he um I, he makes that team better. I at the quarterback position, yeah. no doubt. Elevates the team. Elevate, yeah. Automatically. Russell Wilson, whoever. Since we're talking about Aaron Rodgers though, Yeah, right. but I'm seeing hey, you you saying Patrick Holmes twice a year, Justin Herbert twice a year, mm-hmm. Derek Carr's no slouch. If they keep him. Hey, and first of all, Raiders would be stupid if they get rid of Derek Carr. Just saying. They got rid of Mike Mayock already. Yeah, but that's Mike. That's, that's Mike that, Mayock. I'm saying it's no, it's no guarantee on keep that coach. Well, first of all, Mike Mayock was an NFL Network analyst. He mm. never deserved a GM job anyway. I mean, I don't think Eric Mancini deserved a job. But <laughs> he was coaching. <laughs> you know what I'm so I'm yeah, but he coached before. Right? You know what I'm <laughs> but I'm saying, like, like if Raiders get rid of Dad Carr, the only only reason you get rid of him is if you replace him with Aaron Rodgers. Russell Wilson or Deshaun Watson. That's it. Otherwise, it, it'd be pointless to move off of. Wait, I still play Super Techno Pole. <laughs> <laughs> I qualify. Hey, somebody go give my man Matthew a job, hey, man. Hey, look, let me tell you something. Hey, being a Techno Bowl genius. Bowl, that Bo Jackson's ridiculous. <laughs> it's like you couldn't even stop him. I'm like, come on, man. Hey, that, that was the point of it. <laughs> ridiculous, man. That was ridiculous. I was like, you ever played an old. Nah, not Gosso. You ever play the old college game with uh, Charlie Ward? No, that's look, a little, that's still look, a little bit before my time, bro. You play my boys to get uh, old Florida State. Yeah, Charlie Ward, you will be tackling him, man. How your arms around? He falling down. <laughs> still throw the he ball. He throwing a hundred yard touchdown. You like what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> this nigga ain't Superman. <laughs> Somebody go get my man Matt, Matt a job, man. Right. He's qualified. Uh, like I said, <laughs> they hire anybody. Yeah, hey, they hire anybody. Uh, and and. And um, I, I forgot to ask Lance's question because um, the Bears obviously just got a new GM yes, and, and polls who came from Kansas City, mm-hmm. but they just hired um, uh, Herbal Fools. Mm-hmm. I, 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 know, I don't know if I'm saying that right. Close um, f- from the coach, defensive coach. He's going to Chicago. I don't care. Yeah, he's going to Chicago. So I don't care. Uh, yeah, but he's he's a defensive coach. Um, are you surprised by that move? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I am. I thought they would go. Are you going from? The two that you had there before to this, I don't see that as an upgrade. 
I think you have to go a big name or semi big name to replace him. Yeah, especially in Chicago. Because here's the thing: if they was riding Nagy, yeah, who kind of went to the playoffs with twice, t- twice with Trubisky, yeah. Now you bringing this, who never been a head coach before, in the defensive court, coach. into this position. It's not gonna last long. Yeah, Chicago not gonna give him a chance. I don't think that was another. If you bring in a big name, <laughs> what did I say? No, I saw that too. He says when I see that they were seriously considering McCown as a head coach, I just gave up. <laughs> right, because who else considered him as a quarterback? Say <laughs> <laughs> need to be shot. <laughs> so yeah, I don't, I don't see this as a good hire. I just don't see it as a good hire, man. I I don't like the hires because. The defensive side of the football for the Bears isn't the issue. It's offensive side. It's offensive side. You need somebody that's going to get in there and work with Fields and develop them. Well, not just Fields. Work with the whole offense. Well, I'm just saying, but I'm just saying because you had that rookie. I got well, you. he's not a rookie now. No, now, yeah. But I'm saying, but he still got this young quarterback, raw talent. Mm-hmm. Talent is there. Say what you want. The man is talented. However... Yeah. He needs to know how to form that talent into the NFL now. You got you to gotta hone his craft. You got to hone it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And I can't see this coach coming in from the defensive side teaching them how to hone his craft. Now, who's to say? They might, they might get a good quarterback coach. I got to see who their offensive coordinator is going to hire. Yeah. That's what I'm I'm curious. I don't know yeah, if they so hire. I get them. Jim Bob Cuda or somebody. <laughs> <laughs> you know Not Jim Bob Cuda. <laughs> Not the Cuda. <laughs> Uh, I, I got to see who they get as an officer coordinator, and that'll be um, my telling how serious they are about what they want to do with, with Justin Fields. Thanks, serious, bro. You know what I'm saying? Eric is still uh, chilling. On the old, old yeah, he's right. Yeah, Eric, I wouldn't see him get um, be enemy. And, and, and here's my thing, Matt. They just hired your GM, the Chicago Bears did, from Kansas City, Ryan Poles. Mm-hmm. And so when I saw Poles got hired, I'm like, Oh, he's got to be bringing Eric Bieniemy in. You know what I'm saying? So and that's not, that's still another telling thing. No, it, that, what, we said this before. What's going on with Eric Bieniemy? I, I think he's I think he's waiting to waiting for. It's got to be something. I think he's waiting for. It's got to be drop. man because you got the you got somebody who came from Kansas City, yeah. who knows the organization, yeah. and and supposedly you want a head coach job and he wouldn't pull you in. Yeah, there's something more than that. You going on interview after interview after interview, and no one's hiring you. So are you just going through the motions mm-hmm. just to say, okay, I'm out here, but I want to, like you said, you just stick with uh, KC, just wait for Andy to retire? Yeah. Or maybe he's just yeah, cause not I, as good as we think he is. I know he was uh, said he was waiting for the right job. And, Matt, I think that right job is Kansas City. Because it, it to me. I don't know, man. No, no, I, I, I'm it, not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying I only, see, it's, I only see that or the other alternative. He's just not as good as we think he is. Eh? You know, and I'm and I'm, I'm just putting that out there. I'm not no, saying, no, you know you. what I'm saying? It's got to be one of those two things because be you got somebody from KC, yeah, and they didn't bring you, yeah, and you're supposed to be a, a offensive genius, and this team needs an offensive court, genius. genius over there. It'd be enemy would be great for Chicago right now. He he, he That's what I'm saying to me, I thought that was the writing on the wall that Eric finally got his job because there's a familiar person. Right, your face, right? Just got the GM job. Oh, oh, I, I was like, oh, 
there you go. There you go. There's Eric's job, mm-hmm. and he he goes every fools from from Indianapolis. So okay, here, here, here here's another caveat to that too. Yeah. Well, maybe not a caveat, but another point to that. Okay, if he's waiting for the job, why not just say that's what I'm doing? Why is it such a a big secret? Why not say you know what? I'm gonna stay here with K. Even you want to sign away for that job? I'm gonna stay here with Kansas City. I like where I'm at. You know, I'm in a good position. Blah blah blah. Why go on the interview at the interview? Why go through? The, why go through the motion? I, I I hear you. Maybe it's a uh, you know test the water, see see what my value is. You know, if 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 I'm good enough to you know be considered for the job in other places, maybe I'm good enough. Man, to that's be like a coach that's like he going on a date. She kissing on you. She rubbing on you. She pulling on your dick. <laughs> and then you get ready to hit. She like, sight. What the fuck? I gotta go. <laughs> I'm about to turn the beer. <laughs> ben a beer. What are these niggas coming out? <laughs> Force a pill. Which one you want? <laughs> uh, the thoughts of you of Detroit Mail is if he is in his alone. They do not reflect the ideas of IOW Sports. The Quaalude is Detroit Mail is a fool on his own, and I can't control his mouth, Tell and me. I can't mute his mic. So. Man, you like a sleeping giant, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> we rub it on my dick. Ah, shut up. Shut up. It feels it's the future QB. He needs someone to coach him up. And They'll yeah, cut me off, say. <laughs> and, and, no, and no, literally. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I'm, I'm of the same belief. That's I why that. I don't understand why Chicago hires a defensive coordinator. And and here's a caveat for when you hire a defensive coordinator. You you obviously are going to have majority of your focus to the defensive side of the ball. Right. It's what you're familiar with. Yeah, you're, you're familiar I mean, with it. That's my thing. It's like, okay, we, we both work in the kitchen. Yeah. Although we're able to cook most things. I say most things because I, I don't know everything yeah. about cooking. You know what I'm saying? But we're ready to cook most things. You put something in front of my pocket figure out how to cook it. But there's certain things that I've done over and over again I'm familiar with. You stick me in there, like I've done breakfast so much, mm-hmm. I can do it with my eyes closed. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I can, I can flip an omelet all with my eyes closed. You know, I can run a line with my eyes closed. Yeah. It's why I'm familiar with that. You know what I'm saying? So it's like. But you asked me to cook some damn uh, uh, German food. Like, 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 like baking. Yeah. I know how to bake. Yeah. You know, I can bake. I can, get, I can bake your cake, but it's not my specialty. Yeah. It's not my main focus. Yeah, you with me. It, you get a cake. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Ain't gonna be no uh, no duff. Cake. <laughs> you know, ain't gonna be no. Nah, it's not my main focus. So that's my shit. thing. It's like you know, yeah. but if you're talking about you know doing weddings and I, and I done so many weddings and stuff like that. I'm doing my eyes closed. Yeah. You know, so it's the same thing. If you know defense, yeah, you may know offense, but defense what you're familiar with. It's gonna be your main focus. That's what you're familiar. You go, you all go to what you're familiar with. Mm-hmm. So my thing is, if if you are a Chicago Bears, Bears organization, you and you should know what your deficiencies are. Yeah. And you know that you have this could be potentially rising star in a quarterback on your team. Why are you not doing the things to help them? Now, this, I'm going to transition to something because this kind of makes me think about what I heard what the owner of the Giants said. I don't know if you heard. Uh, it's a Mar- mayor, more what's his name? Mar. Mar. Yeah. He said Daniel Jones. I'm not ready to give up on Daniel Jones because as an organization we failed him. Yeah. 
We know he had a crappy offensive line. We didn't get the tools in front of him. He had different coordinators over and over again. So we don't know how good he can be really because, good. but he's willing. So he's, first of all, he's, he's admitting, in, he's admitting to that. Yeah. And he's saying, we will now we willing to get him the tools he needs. Mm-hmm. Now going back to Chicago, if, if I am in that organization, you should be willing to get the tools that you need to help this young quarterback and your offense. Yeah. And somebody who's a defensive coordinator and you had the enemy supposedly who you seen, you know, worked with, seen do his work. Why are you not bringing him with you? I don't know, man. I'm just confused by that one. Yeah. Um, I, to, to me, the truth is going to be uh, the truth in the pudding for the Chicago Bears is who they get in as officer coordinator. Um, right. So um, we'll see. They got a GM now. Mm-hmm. They got a head coach. Um, we'll, we'll see uh, what uh, ever fools ever ever fools. We don't I, care. I can't say we don't care. <laughs> but he still, suck he, anyway. look, <laughs> he he got a um he has a huge task on finding he does. the right offensive coordinator, all the right offensive mind to uh to, to go in there and 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 help a a very failing offense. Here's the thing: I I, I want to use the Detroit Lions as a as a as a, a guy here. I don't think. That uh, they head coach is the greatest head coach. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, time would tell. But you know one thing I do like he did. He put winners around him, mm-hmm. so he could have something to lean on. Yeah. Now that's why I suggest Chicago do it. We don't know how good a, the, he can be as a coach. Ever fuse, ever fools, ever fresh, whatever. <laughs> ever, ever fool, <laughs> whatever. Ever rest, right? Ever rest, rapper, <laughs> right? Right. Jump around. So anyway, uh, you know what I'm saying. But put tools around. Make sure you build good people around you to help you push that organization. I mean, that's the only thing I can see that can help him. Because right now it don't look good to me. Mm-hmm. But if we put people around them, maybe it'll work. Yeah. Well, we're going we gonna to wrap this show up. Um, a shout-out to uh, uh, Mark Burns again of the Rams Up podcast. Right, right. And shout-out to uh, Lance Twitwell again of the Spoken um, for being our Kansas City Chiefs representative in our L.A. Rams representative right, for right, our right. championship weekend. And I know I have to say this because we're in a cancer culture. Those were just jokes earlier. Yeah, yeah. They joke. You know y'all. what I'm saying? They joke, y'all. Don't be coming trying to cancel, brother. No, nah, no, we're trying to cancel us. But no, I I definitely want to shout out those two gentlemen again um for joining us on the show. Um uh, we try to do this. This is our second time. Doing uh, no problem. This. No problem, man. Oh no, no, no problem, man. That you was late to the party, man. I'm uh, I'm being honest, man. If you want to go back to the beginning of the show, we had some great talking points with both right, right. Mark Burns and Lance Twitwell. Great, great. Um uh, this is our second time doing our championship weekend preview show. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll do many, many more this same time uh, around the, uh, this time of the NFL season. And uh, hopefully, you know, if uh, all works out, uh, y'all might be seeing them again next year and right. the year after that and the year right. after that. But look, um, on behalf of them, uh, thank, thank you again. Appreciate it. Appreciate it for joining the show. As always, y'all can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Please go over to our YouTube page at IOW Sports Network. Mm-hmm. Um, hit that like, share, subscribe button. Hit that bell notification. Ding. Yeah. And let you know every time we go live or drop any kind of shorts, whether it's the wild card mark, quick wild ramp, or the money line with Nick Shine. All right. I know Detroit Mail has a little short in the works, so mm-hmm. y'all keep, mm-hmm. keep your eyes and ears out for that one. And look, um, 
man. Episode one twenty four is shout in the out books. to you, short tease. <laughs> <laughs> hey, shout it! Hey, it's shout your it. birthday. We gonna party like it's your birthday. Anyway, <laughs> we don't even fuck it's yeah. your birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, no, no doubt. Um, yeah. Definitely come back Monday. Um, we'll have some results for AFC and NFC right, right. Um, championship preview games. Super so, Bowl. Yeah, we'll, we'll preview the Super Bowl after that. Um, and then just, you know, stay tuned. We got a lot of great products coming out from the ILW Network, uh, as well as our sister podcast, I Off The Wonder Podcast, and we just going to keep churning. Um, and look, y'all come check us out Monday, episode 125, God willing. It's your boy, Detroit Mail. Wild Card Mar. And we signing off. It's been real. Peace, Peace, y'all. Peace and love.